This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only... The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Decisive Battles of World History. For this limited time 80% offer, please go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is the Weekly Standard film critic, John Podoritz. J-Pod, how's it going? Uh, pretty great. How are you? I'm fine, and I love your piece for the Weekly Standard about the movie The American Sniper, and in one, and in particular, how you didn't deal with all the political kerfuffle and stuck with the movie and what it says. And I was taken aback. Uh, I did not realize that Chris Kyle said explicitly, "quote I love war." Yeah, he he did. Kyle is a classic example of a member of a warrior class, and you know, like any. Like any people with a vocation and an avocation, uh, he was somebody who uh, liked and indeed loved his work, and not only thought that you know what he was doing was a good thing and good for his country and good for his family and good for his um, you know the people that he was serving with, but um, but that he took pleasure in the work he did and the key work that he did, of course, was to mostly to sit on roofs, watch as Marines worked the streets of Ramadi and Fallujah and Sadr City, uh, going house to house to try to root out insurgents. And he would watch and wait to see what was going on on the street if insurgents were approaching, and then he would take them out. And he believed what he was doing was saving lives of Americans, killing bad guys, both of which are inarguably true. He was the best person in the American military at it, um, by their own definition. And uh, he loves his work. So that then uh, feeds that the narrative... Not, that is not present in the movie. I mean, the thing that is important to note and that I note in my review, is that the Chris Kyle that we see in this really remarkable, indeed emotionally overwhelming movie, does not much resemble the Chris Kyle who wrote American Sniper, the book on which the movie is based. It is a, it is a different character right. that we see on screen. And yet... Uh, the character that Chris Kyle portrays himself to be. And, and yet, the, uh, one of the criticisms is that something that's wrong with America and wrong with this movie is that you would glorify a guy who loves war, and that the idea of making this movie is in and of itself an indictment of either America as a whole or a certain kind of American or Bush policy, etc. Do you buy that? No. I mean, first of all, as I said, the movie itself uh, does not glorify the this character, Chris Kyle, who loved war. It takes Chris Kyle's name and experience and life story, and it turns it into something more uh, pensive, more ambiguous, uh, more emotionally dark, and more uh, drainingly brutal 
than Kyle himself portrayed the experience to be, and therefore the experience of watching the movie is far different from the experience of reading the book. Kyle has the personality of a, you know, big-talking, uh, hard-fighting, uh, you know, brawling right. man's man who loved the fact that he and his fellow SEALs got into bar fights, mixed it up with each other, would tar the hell out of each other. You know, he got right. beat up on the night of his on the night of his wedding. You know, stuff like that. Um, and the Kyle that we see in the movie is somebody who is committed to his work, emotionally committed to it, emotionally committed to, you know, defending his country. But he doesn't take the kind of pleasure in the entire military experience that the Chris Kyle of American Sniper, the book, does. When I saw American Sniper, the thing that one of the things that kept presenting itself to me was this dedication to the m- mission and to the premise of the mission. Do you think the movie American Sniper reflects that mission looking back? No, I mean, I, I, this is why I think it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, remarkable and telling piece of work, the movie. Um, because what it really does is it takes Chris Kyle's life story and it makes him and his experience the emblematic experience of the Iraq War, which is to say the whole movie is is shadowed by the fact that this is a war we did not win and that Kyle himself was murdered in a pointless, tragic way Apparently, by a you know by a mentally ill uh, veteran, he was trying to help um, in 2013. And what this suggests is that you know his whole life and the that something unresolved and unfulfilled takes place when somebody young when somebody dies too young under tragic circumstances, and that same lack of fulfillment exists with Iraq in the movie, where, um, you know, he wants it to be this grand and glorious crusade and feels it to be such. But what we see in the movie is a terrible sameness in the fighting over the space of the four years the movie details. He's in Ramadi, he's in Fallujah, he's in Sadr City. It all looks the same. There doesn't seem to be much progress being made. Uh, his fellow soldiers, including a character based on his brother, seem to be getting much more um, d- downhearted right. and uh, and cynical about what 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 is going on. This is not an attitude that he shares, but in the end, the movie codifies, in some sense, the truth about the Iraq War, which is that this is a war that America did not win, and that. And that the mission was noble, the, the bad guys were really bad, the good guys were really good, and that for all sorts of reasons the movie does not get into, they were denied the victory that they sought, and what, that the country sought. One of the things that I appreciated in the movie, because one of the failures for which George W. Bush, in my opinion, shall never be forgiven, is his inability to present the war and the war's values from a strategic standpoint you know, why we were fighting it, why it was such a smart fight for America to fight, was when they pointed out that, uh, in, in passing, 
that Al-Qaeda was sending these guys to come fight our guys, or they were being paid to fight our guys. And one of the things that the movie showed was how lethal our guys were. And when you think about that, particularly in today's context, J-Pod, where you've got you know, places where you can go in the Middle East now to train to come back and kill people in Paris or come back and try to kill people in, you know, Canada or Australia is, oh my gosh, how smart it was to take those wannabe jihadists and give them a place to fight where we could send our best against them and beat them. And that's a case that the vast majority of people in America, I don't think even realize was part of the, uh, the strategy in Iraq. Right. Now, I, I think the other, the other aspect that's important to note is that the movie is is resolutely anti-political. It's not only apolitical, it is anti-political. It is, it is the street-eye view of the war in Iraq and the, and the street-eye view of what happened to the families who's, you know, who had members who fought in Iraq. Uh, how the decisions were made, what the geopolitical purpose was of the war, all of that is left entirely out of it, so that the so that what we see is what what the effect was of this war and fighting it on somebody like Chris Kyle and the way the movie portrays it, and I think incredibly powerfully, is that he is in no sense disheartened or disillusioned by what goes on there but that the but that the incredibly heightened experience of being living around such danger and in such peril and you know with so much destruction takes this really serious toll on him and his family and his marriage when he has to come home um, and yet what haunts him and it haunts him in the book and haunts him in the movie is not you know that he's not as good a husband as he should be, but that if he leaves the battlefield, there are people there that he could be saving, meaning not Iraqis, because in the book in particular, he says he doesn't care about Iraqis. He means his fellow soldiers, the Marines on the ground, his fellow SEALs, you know, the people who are going house to house, the people who he can claim very, you know, he literally saved hundreds if not thousands of lives with these 160 kills that he that he registered in you know in almost in in all these cases these are people who had grenades were driving cars were doing you know really terrible stuff one last question for you uh, uh that relates to the politics will the perception of the politics or the debate around the movie impact uh, the film's reception at the Academy Awards. Do you think American Sniper will win? Oh, of course. So it's not going to win anything. No, you agree. Zero. It'll win. It'll, zero win, it'll win absolutely nothing. Right. Um, there's no question in my mind. I mean, I think there is a slight possibility that Bradley Cooper, who is well liked in Hollywood and who really gives, you know, easily the performance of the year in this, you know, uh, American performance of the year in this movie that blows, you know, Michael Keaton and Birdman and everybody else out of the water. Um, you know, I think it's possible that he might, depending on what happens, win, but I doubt it because, you know, enough noise has been made about how this is just, you know, jingoistic tap. Um, so it'll just have to, it'll just have to, you know, uh, accept the fact that it's an American cultural phenomenon and will be, 
a movie people will be talking about for 20 years and not, you know, not win any awards. Which is amazing because it's Bradley Cooper's second best performance of the year. He was, of course, the raccoon in Guardians that's of the Galaxy. Right. That, that's right. A spectacular voicing performance Fantastic in Guardians work. of the Galaxy as Rocket the Raccoon. Absolutely. So then, these and, are two very different sides of Bradley Cooper's <laughs> personality showing themselves. And he was also phenomenal in uh, Silver Lines Playbook, which... I was. I, 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 I disagree with you about that one. It's a movie I despised, and oh, okay. he was lousy well, I, in it. But that's just me. I love the movie, and not only that, but I thought he was better. He did a better performance in that than he did in American Sniper. But he was phenomenal, American Sniper. Uh, John Podorts, thanks so much for joining us on behalf of the Weekly Standard and the five thousand other publications in which you appear regularly. We appreciate it. Thanks. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.